0: Welcome to the Summit Church Podcast. We hope today, as you listen to this week's content, that you grow in your faith and in your relationship with God. Connect more with us by going to ardmore.church and remember to love God, love people, and love life. If you have your Bibles, why don't you open up with me to the book of Colossians? You go to that next slide. I want to preach to you a message today entitled Slow. And steady, slow, and steady. Now I'm going to preach this message fast. No, I'm not. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna talk today about something that I honestly had not planned to preach this particular message this week. Truth be told, we had a missionary booked for this Sunday, and uh, there was some conflicting uh, things with schedule. But I, I said, you know what? I want to talk about something that has been Really influential for me, really powerful for me personally. And I want to share it with you today so that it can not only uh, be of immediate impact, but can really set the tone for what I think a lot of Christians miss. And that is the issue of longevity. I preached a few weeks ago about no turning back. And I would almost consider this like a sequel, uh, the part two of no turning back. The Bible talks a lot about a word that I struggle with. I, I'm thankful that God has called me. I'm a minister of the gospel, but I struggle with patience. Can anybody relate to this? Okay, four of us can. Well, the rest of you are in deep need to repent, because if you're a human being, you struggle with patience. Patience. And I keep thinking, and maybe some of you who are older than than I, I keep thinking that at some point it's just going to magically, like, happen. Like, oh, I'll just be patient one day. And I realize that the older I get, the more weird things drive me crazy. Stoplights. In my 30s, I'm more frustrated at stoplights and traffic than I was when I got my driver's license. Can you relate to that? It's funny how the older you get, there's just certain things that just... Uh, I, I struggle with patience. But the Bible talks about patience being a fruit of the Spirit. And patience is not just something that I guess we have to have because God says and that's the way it is. Patience actually does something in us that shapes the way we live. And so I want you to look up here at the screen. We're going to look at Colossians chapter 1, verse number 9. If you go to that next slide, this is what the Word of the Lord says. And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Verse 11, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all, listen, endurance and patience with joy. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us from the kingdom, us to the kingdom of his beloved Son. I love that scripture because it says, I want you to have endurance and patience. But if you notice the first phrase, it says, We have not ceased. So there's something about slow and steady, which is we are continually. Striving. We're continually working towards something. We're not taking breaks. We're we're on the clock all the time. And yet, he also says, and I love this phrase, for all endurance and patience with joy. Now, I want to talk to you today about the, the importance of having a mindset of slow and steady. Of course, when you were a little child, you learned the, the story of the tortoise and the hare. The hare, not the not the rabbit, the hare, right? And and when you learn you learn the principles, right? It's like the rabbit goes off, the hare goes off. He's boom, boom, boom. He's going real fast. He thinks, oh, I've got this. And who wins the race? Tortoise. You say, you're you really gonna preach that message? I want to tell you something. I've been reading this book. God does some things quick, like. Like suddenly, like you read the first couple pages of the Bible, boom, boom, boom. You read the last pages of the Bible, boom, boom, boom. Almost everything in between is deliberate, decisive, intentional, methodical, slow, right? So let's talk about this principle. If you go to that next slide, I think I have a picture up here. If you go to that next slide, this right here is the root map for the tallest freestanding mountain in the world Kilimanjaro it's in the nation of Tanzania we love Tanzania amen yeah. Mambo Jumbo. Hey, amen that means hello right okay there we go I didn't know if anybody knew uh, Swahili or not but there we go uh, that's all I know by the way uh, these are this is the mountain and these are all the uh, the routes to go up that mountain Now many many people uh, attempt to summit Kilimanjaro each year but depending on the route, Depending on the route you take and how long you do it depends on the success rate. For example, a five-day route, you do the five-day route, then you have a 27% success rate. So roughly one out of four people actually make it to the top. Think about that. Five days, sounds like enough time to get up to the top. Three out of four drop out. It's too tough. It's a freestanding mountain. You start at sea level and go all the way up, right? But here's the crazy thing. You go to six days. You pace yourself. The success rate goes from 27% to 44%. Isn't that pretty incredible? Well, let's go on. You go to seven day. You go to a seven-day route. It jumps from 44% success rate to 64% success rate. Okay, so we're at seven days. Eight days, it's three more days than the five days, right? Eight days, you have an 85% chance of getting to the top. Nine days, over 95%. And really, most of those are due to other injuries besides um, the oxygen. Here's, Here's what I'm trying to get at. Those who try to do it real, real quick, a few can Few have success, but most drop out. Most quit. Those who take their time, slow and steady, going a little bit each day, they're not doing nothing, they're going a little bit and stopping, a little bit and stopping. They're getting acclimated. You have a 95% success rate. There's the Marangu route up there, it's used by 40% of all hikers, use one route, right? and it has the lowest success rate, about 30%. So most of the people use one route. In other words, they have got it all figured out. I'm going to go this way, and they fail to make it to the top. But the northern route is the longest in time, and it's the longest in distance. It takes a minimum of nine days, but it has the best success rate, over 95%. I think life, especially for believers, we feel like, because we have a sense of urgency, because we know like, hey, Jesus is coming back. I've got to be about my father's business. I've got to go, right? There's things that i got to do. Let's hurry up. Let's get this done. We're like trying to get to the top in just a couple days and realizing that the way God brings victory to most situations in life is by being slow and steady. Can you get an amen to that? By the way, if any of you want to go with me and climb that thing, I will do it with you, but I'm taking nine days to do it, amen? All right, go to that next slide. If if our electricity goes off, then I'll say a quick hurry, amen, and we'll be out of here, okay? All right, let's go to that next slide. Let's talk about a few things. Let's talk about the mentality. You go to that next slide. Let's talk about short-term vision. Short-term vision. People who fail to be slow and steady in life. They want to get rich quick. They want every relationship to be perfect after one day. Everything's going to be amazing in one day, right? One year out of high school, I'm going to know every single thing you can possibly know. This, let's talk a little bit about this kind of vision. Short-term vision next is this. People with short-term vision, number one, burns out quickly. Burns out. You ever been burnt out? I remember when I was uh, a teenager and I ran track. It's the simplest thing in the world. They say run. And so, you know, you get to run. And There's guys running. You're like, I can't let that guy show me up. And so I speed up a little bit. And I start running faster. And I start running faster. And I get like 200 yards in and I'm like, I got to stop. Why? I, I gas out because I burn out. Another aspect of short-term vision, number two, is this. People with short-term vision seek shortcuts. All right? I, I want an easier way. We're talking about spiritual things, but this applies to all areas of life, doesn't it? I have learned this. There are no shortcuts to what God wants to teach us. He will take as long as it takes to get us to stop and focus and say, I've got you right where I want you. God is committed to making sure that we say, stop seeking the shortcuts. You want to grow in me? You're going to have to get on your knees and pray. You're going to have to open the Word. I need you to do these things. Because there are no shortcuts. People with short-term vision, number three. People with short-term vision gets distracted. I struggle with this. Distractions are are a reality of life. I've learned that people, they set out good. Man, There might even be a season in their life They're on fire for God. There might even be a time in their life where they're like, you know what? Our marriage is going to be the best it's ever been. My business is going to be the best it's ever been. Let's go at it. But something happens and they get distracted. A person, a situation, whatever, your past. And people with short-term vision, they burn out quickly, they seek shortcuts, and they get distracted. And I want to just say this. For you and your relationship with the Lord, let me just tell you this. I want you to be on fire for him, but have the long-term vision so that you don't burn out, right? Uh, uh, and Don't seek shortcuts. Stop seeking shortcuts with the Lord. Stop seeking shortcuts to have a better marriage. Don't do that. Do the hard work. It may be slow. It may be tedious. It may be steady, but do it, amen? Let's talk about long-term vision. Next slide. These are the people that are slow and steady, long-term vision, Number one, the people with long-term vision, they know how to gear up, right? You ever been on a trip with somebody that, like, they have an itinerary and they have packed everything immaculately? Come on, anybody like that in here? I'm looking at some, people looking at some moms in here. Like, they've got it together, right? You go on a camping trip with guys and they're like, I think I put my tent. I think I put my air mattress. Sorry, I'm not looking at anybody specifically, but I think I packed my Pillow. I think I packed my toothbrush. I don't know. People with, with long-term vision, they think, okay, what is gonna, what's it gonna be like when I arrive? You follow me this morning? It's not enough to simply say, oh, it would be really cool once I get there. You've got to think about what am I gonna need once I get there? What are the skills? What are the traits? What are the fruit of the spirit? What do I need to be working on now? so that I don't give up, so that when I get to the destination that I want to be, I've got it all. And then another aspect, next one, if you go to that next one, here's number two. Long-term vision, these are people that know how to count the cost, right? We, we actually, uh, my, my father-in-law and some others, we actually set out to climb a mountain, what, a couple years ago on a trip, and he said, how hard can it be? I didn't count the cost. My shoes were not the right shoes. My feet didn't count the cost. And what's funny is it's easy to get excited about something, but let me tell you, you have to count the cost. God's grace is free, but your walk with the Lord will cost you a lot more than you could ever even imagine. But this is an encouraging thought. If you count the cost, if you're at peace saying, I don't care what my coworker says, I don't care about that because I have long-term vision. I'm going to make it to the end. If you have that mentality, everything else just kind of goes away. Amen? Count the cost. What's it going to cost you to leave behind this relationship? What's it going to cost you to stop participating in this? What is it going to cost you? Are you willing to pay that price? Jesus was willing to pay the price for us. Are we willing to pay the price to follow him in return? And number three, long-term vision. People who do this, they value endurance. They value endurance. I want to make it till the end. You know, at times uh, in the Christian life, I'm being very just transparent with you. I've got a few more minutes, but at times in the Christian life, it can feel like you're not making much progress, right? Because we're like a five-year-old that doesn't see ourselves growing, at times it feels like man I've been I've been coming to church I've been serving the Lord for fill in the blank and I just don't feel the progress. Let me assure you you've grown. Okay? Let me assure you you have grown. That's to be expected to have those moments where you feel like that. And by the way, slow and aggressive are not opposites. Are you with me today? Slow and aggressive are not opposites. In other words, having patience and courage are not opposites. It takes courage to say, I know that this is going to take 20, 30, 40 years. It takes courage. It takes confidence. It takes being aggressive with your plan and saying, I know that I've got to be slow and steady if I'm going to make it to the end. Patience does not mean laziness. Patience does not mean idleness. Patience does not mean neglect. Patience simply says, I'm going to start and make progress. And even if it looks a crazy far ways off, I'm headed that way. Come on. That's what I want in my life. That's what I want for my family. That's what I want for me as a man. That's what I want in my relationship with God. Is I, I see the man I can be someday. And I know the obstacles I'm going to have to overcome. So as long as I have both patience and perseverance, I can make it. I can make it. Amen. Lastly this morning, let's go over a few examples. You can go to that next slide. Here's a few biblical examples to to really set the tone for for what this means in our daily lives. Number one is this. You can go to that next slide. Farmers planting crops. How many of you have ever planted something? Right? You put the seed in, you count to five, and there it is. No, you plant the seed and you stare at it and go, uh, move some dirt around. Yes, that's it. What do you do? You take water, pour it on. The next day, you take water, pour it on. Take water and you pour it on. And then all of a sudden, you see this little green sprout pop up, and you're like, that's it. What does the Bible say about this? Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. It is a biblical principle that whatever we sow, we will reap. And if we are of the mindset of however long the good crops take to grow, I'm still going to plant, even though it's not going to happen immediately, I'm still going to plant. I'm still going to plant. I said this last week, didn't I? For all generations, young people, sow good seeds in your life. You say, I just don't think that's going to pay off until I'm 30 or 40. Guess what? You're going to be there someday, so go ahead and plant well parents that was your opportunity to say amen plant good seeds number two is children growing up children growing up this is what the word of the Lord says children growing up uh, in Ephesians so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine by human cunning by craftiness and deceitful schemes rather speaking the truth in love we talking about adults here mature saints those who are there in the club they're all in. He says, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. We never stop growing. This is a biblical example. When you see your kids and you look back at pictures and you go, oh my goodness, look how much they've grown. That's what your heavenly father sees when he sees you. You may not feel it. You may not see it. But your heavenly father sees it. You have grown. Amen. Let's go to number three. Last one this morning running a race he says this do you not know that in a race all the runners run but only one receives the prize so run that you may obtain it slow and steady musicians you can come this morning here in a moment we're gonna we're gonna pray together I want the I want the guys to do what we did a couple weeks ago we're gonna pray together ladies I want you all to do the same. I just wanted, I want to say this very simple message concluded like this. Realize this. Even if you don't see it, God's doing stuff in you. Amen? Even though you don't feel it, God is working things out in you. And let me just ask, which of these things do you, are you struggling with right now? Do you find yourselves getting super excited and then burning out? Super excited, burning out. You have short-term vision. You need to think long-term, right? Maybe you're seeking shortcuts. Like, man, I really would love to be a great man of God, but I still want to do all this other stuff too. And I if I can just find a shortcut to spiritual growth and holiness and righteousness. There's no shortcuts. The the men who spent three years with Jesus after he ascended to the Father, he says, Go and wait in the upper room so you can receive power. And he says, go and wait wait slow steady get to the point where you feel like I've been here forever and I'm kind of losing my mind slow down that's what Jesus is telling his disciples and what here's here's the blessing in this eventually you're going to wake up and you're going to reach your destination and when you look back five years didn't sound that far come on all the effort that you put in, actually you're like, man, that was worth it. Was that just five years? Was that just 10 years? Maybe this morning you're struggling with distractions and it's causing you to fall behind, to to leave, to go backwards. Let me just say this. Whatever distractions are in your life, it's time to give them to God and say, God, this is a deterrent and a distraction from my relationship with you. Take it, amen. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Summit Church Podcast. We hope today you enjoyed the content and what God was speaking to you today. Again, we'd love to connect with you more by going to Summit.church. Join us Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. in Ardmore, Oklahoma at 1725 North Commerce Street. Take care and be blessed.